This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. I want to thank everyone listening to us live or on our podcast or streaming on Troy Community Radio, WTJN 107.1 FM. And joining me in the studio today is our lead financial advisor and planner for the Troy office, Lori Gross. Good morning, Lori. Morning, Rob. And as always, no show is complete without our radio Sherpa, the guy, our fearless radio guide who won't let me touch any of the controls. Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. <laughs> well, good morning, Rob. Good morning, Lori. Uh, great to be here with you guys. Thanks once again for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to this one. How are you guys doing though? How's everything at the Outlook Financial Center right now? You know, it's it's doing really good. We actually completed a, a, uh, a informational seminar last night at our local library on the tax reform, and we got another one going on uh, Wednesday. But um, you know, I want to go back to his whole, you know, you don't let him touch the keys thing for just a oh, second yeah. because he keeps saying that, but I'm the one within striking distance of him sitting here. So I'm the one that doesn't really let him touch the, the buttons, <laughs> <laughs> just so everybody knows. Well, you're the, you're the enforcer. Come, you're the one that enforces. It's am. my rule, but you enforce it. We don't let Rob touch uh-huh. the keys. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm quick. So that's what worries her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Rob, how about you? How are you doing? What's going on today? What are we talking about? Well, doing well. Once again, uh, as Lori said, we were doing the seminars on taxes, one of our favorite topics. But oh yeah, people are very interested in what's going on in the world. We're going to talk about uh, that a little bit today. Uh, we've also got our county fair coming up. So mm-hmm. uh, oh, here that's a, fun. Oh, absolutely. So here in a couple of weeks, we're going to have the office closed for a day or day and a half because we're going to be uh, at the fair at the hog barn with the awesome. kids and grandkids and all that fun stuff. So it's a great time to support the kids and the, the work they do with the 4-H program. It's it's just good life lessons. It's a, a fun thing to go do. It's just going to be probably hot. It'll be hot. You should uh, do the show live from the fair. That would be fun. That would be interesting. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> As you, in between eating cheese curds and prano pups, corn dogs, all that deep fried snicker bars and stuff. Yeah, I... That's all good stuff, but I'm not doing the turkey legs. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, those huge turkey legs. <laughs> yeah, oh, those are fun. always good. The fair is so much fun. I love the fair. It is. I agree. Well, Tony, what we're going to talk about today is we we started this last month. So the first show of the month, we're going to talk about issues uh, relevant in the investment markets, other related topics. Just kind of give folks an update because we get a lot of the, well, what do you think about this questions about the stock and bond markets? And, and folks are always looking for the next hot tip or where should I invest or how do you have your money invested? Yeah. And I, I look forward to this. I know once a month you like to pick a really timely topic and, and, and kind of uh, review things and looking at the market outlook, I think is going to be a great one. 
Uh, I think it would be awesome if you're going to tell our listeners that give us the next great stock to buy or uh, what we need to own so we can go out and, and buy the same thing. Uh, you're going to let us know what you have. Uh, but that's not what this show is about or how it works, is it? It's about taking all of this information that we get bombarded with and, and making it not only understandable, but helping us all you know, understand how the market's going to affect our everyday lives and ultimately our retirement, which is why we're invested, I would assume. Uh, that's right, Tony. You're getting it because you're right. There will be no hot stock tips. We, we just don't do that. You know, how people invest their own money, it's very personal. It should be based on their specific risk tolerance, their investment horizon, their income needs, their legacy desires. Where do they want their money to go? And knowing what I own may not be particularly useful to folks. So at Outlook Financial Center, we have a much more strategic and long-term view of all this. So Lori and I are investment advisor representatives. We coordinate and integrate our work with our sister company, Wellness Investment Advisors. It's a registered investment advisory firm that acts in a fiduciary capacity, keeping our clients' best interests first, just like Outlook Financial Center. So let's jump in and talk about some recent events, some trends, how we might incorporate what we are seeing and learning into our own portfolios and our own retirement income plans. Well, yeah, and I mean, sorting through all this between the news media, internet, social media, and all the other information sources out there, it's hard to know where to start. So current topics, like let's take the tariffs. That's a big topic right now. Those trade wars, um, inflation, the midterm elections, the tax reform, as you've talked about. Uh, too much information on this can be overwhelming. So where are we going to start today? Well, you know, let's let's follow up first on a topic that we discussed last month, and that's the tariffs and trade wars. Uh, t- tariff battles continue to dominate financial news, but they've not turned into an all-out war. A global trade war benefits no one, which history has proven as tariffs were one of the major causes of the Great Depression in the 1930s. But are we in a similar situation now? You know, we don't think so. Uh, we're in a much better shape than we were in the 1930s. E- economic growth is strong and getting even stronger. The GDP growth was just reported at 4.1%. We haven't seen a level that high in over a decade, um, I'd like to add there. And, you know, earnings growth is, is very strong right now. And, and exports and imports have been increasing for us. We don't believe that tariffs will put us at risk for a global recession. And additionally, there may be a silver lining as trade talks could result in potentially positive resolutions and stronger trade agreements with significant long-term benefits. And that's precisely what we saw recently with trade talks with the European Union. Oh, yeah. I mean, wow. Uh, there are certainly a lot of moving parts to this issue. Are there long-term implications with this tariff situation, though, Rob? Uh, there are, Tony, and, and the estimates show that for every $100 billion of imports affected by tariffs, about a half a percent of global trade and 0.1% of our GDP growth is chipped away. So in the larger scheme of things, it's important, but let's look at how important. The impact on growth may be minimal, Once again, if we just look at these smaller numbers, now you have to factor in, if we place tariffs on another country, a lot of them are gonna retaliate with tariffs of their own. So if that number grows to about $400 billion, then you're probably gonna see GDP growth knock down about 0.4%. Once again, not a good thing, not enough to cause a recession, but we'd probably feel that economically. So ultimately over the short to intermediate term, there are three key implications I want folks to look at. 
First one, you just recognize market volatility is going to persist. We went through all of 2017 with really a very smooth ride in the market historically. Uh, it's a lot bumpier this year, and, and our advice is always to avoid a knee-jerk reaction in the market and to the news headlines. Stay focused on being globally diversified, balanced, and invested. But just recognize it's going to be a bumpy ride for the next few months. The second thing, inflation is going to pick up. In fact, it's already started. Yeah. And so this is going to benefit real assets like commodities and real estate. And those are great diversifiers when we go into asset allocation in the portfolios. And the third is there's going to be market overreactions in the international markets. And it's kind of like the pendulum swinging. It never stops at the right spot. It always goes too far one way or the other. And that's what we're going to see, we believe, in the international markets. But that's going to create some very attractive opportunities uh, for the people who actively manage. And that's our approach to investing is to actively manage our markets. Yeah. Well, I know that you and Lori do care a lot about your clients, but unfortunately, you don't control the behavior of the stock market. Um, things seem to be progressing with the European Union now, but what's happening with China? Lori, do you have any insight on that? You know, China's situation is is very fluid and active right now. Uh, we believe that what we are seeing is some very aggressive behind-the-scenes negotiation from from both countries. And as in all trade negotiations, actions have impacts for the residents of both countries. Uh, the U.S. economy is still the largest and most resilient economy in the world. So the U.S. does have some leverage in these negotiations. Too much in the media has been highlighting all of the potential negative impacts on us without looking at the other side of the coin. Namely, you know, how do these actions help or hurt the residents of other countries? And, and Tony... My view of what President Trump's position is, is that countries need each other, but not at any cost. There's got to be a fairness. That's one of the things that yeah. he's pushing. Where, you know, Whether you agree with it or not, that's certainly his approach. So if we go back in May and we look at some of the trade negotiations that, uh, that have been revealed to us publicly, uh, the Trump administration presented China with five demands. Here's what we're looking for. First, to end subsidies to technology companies. Second, stop stealing U.S. intellectual property. I'll come back to that. Cut tariffs on U.S. goods by, uh, by the year 2020. Open China to more U.S. investment. And reduce the trade deficit by $200 billion by 2020. Now, if I look at those four things, it's unlikely the Chinese are going to agree to the first two, ending subsidies to tech companies and stealing U.S. intellectual property. One of the things they do, if a company wants to come over and do business with them, the Chinese are requiring them to sign over to intellectual property rights to the technology they're bringing. Then the Chinese take that technology, reverse engineer it, and then throw the U.S. company out. That's how, and they're just committed to continuing to do this. They want to be a technology leader because that's one of their primary goals, and they're willing to go to great lengths to make that happen. Uh, we're starting to see some uh, small concessions, if you will, on their part, but they really are small. But the, the first couple, the, the subsidies to the tech companies, because you, you go back and look at it, one of the U.S.'s things the U.S. is really great about is innovation, new ideas, new technology. Just so happens that a lot of it then gets shipped overseas and built overseas, then imported back to the U.S. So China's a very interesting case. Yeah. Wow. Well, it really is. That's fascinating, really, about how all that happens and works. I mean, 
uh, China really does, in a way, have a stranglehold. And uh, it's interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. So how, how does all this, though, affect the average American consumer? How does this affect me and our listeners out there? Well, that's a really good question, Tony. And, you know, a, a trade war would raise prices for imported products right away. Costs would rise by the same amount as the imposed tariff. Uh, it would give a, comp- a competitive advantage to domestic producers of that product. Uh, their prices would be lower by comparison. And as a result, they would receive more orders for local from local customers. And as their buyers grew, they could add jobs. On the flip side, domestic manufacturers that rely on imported raw materials or or parts would see higher costs. You know, it would it would cut into their profitability and they would either have to raise prices slash jobs or both. Foreign tariffs on U.S. exports are going to make them more expensive. So U.S. exporters may have to cut costs and and lay off workers to remain competitively priced. And if they fail, they may cut costs further or even go out of business. And in long term, trade wars um, slow economic growth. They create more layoffs, uh, not fewer, as foreign countries retaliate. Um, the, The 12 million U.S. workers who owe their jobs to exports could get laid off. Yeah, Tony, this is one of the real concerns uh, that they have is over time the trade wars will weaken the the protected domestic industry. And without foreign competition, the companies within the industry don't need to innovate. I mean, that's really what pushes the innovation in this country. Uh, You always want to have the newest, the latest, the greatest, capture the early adopters, capture the market. That's really what the fundamentals of capitalism, what it was built on, uh, competition. And so eventually the local product is going to decline in quality when you compare that to foreign made goods. I mean, you go back to the time when we were kids, this is probably before Lori's time, Tony, this is you and I talking now. Sure. Uh, You can remember when the phrase made in Japan or made in China meant junk. Yep. Not true anymore. Okay. So you think about that. So our trade situation hasn't entered that level of activity to be called a trade war yet, but Tough negotiating is going to continue. We're seeing announcements coming out of companies. Uh, Harley Davidson made a an announcement that w- if they didn't resolve the tariffs with the European Union, they're going to move offshore because Europe is one of their major markets. Who whoever thought Harley Davidson would build outside of the USA? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and Coca Cola just made an announcement: the price of Coke is going to go up because the cost of the steel to make the cans is going up. Yeah, unbelievable. It's well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fascinating, though. Uh, it's good information. Now, uh, I've got more specific questions about this stuff, but we'll have to wait until our next segment because we have to take a quick break here. Is there anything you'd like to share before we do? I do, Tony, and our ability to get market information 24-7, uh, the data overload can be overwhelming, and it can really be difficult to discern what to do. In fact, a lot of folks, there's so much information, they just close their eyes and cl- cover their ears and refuse to do anything, and that's probably worse. So for our radio listeners today, give us a call at 937-552-9990 to start the process to receive your complimentary portfolio analysis review, and that's going to be personalized to your specific situation. You can also go to our website, outlookfc.com, click on the investment management menu, and fill out the online appointment request. We'd also, while you're there, encourage you to look at some of the other educational resources both on our website and on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. We're here for you for the long haul. We want our clients to be aware and knowledgeable of how the investment markets affect them and their retirement plans. 
Because ultimately, Tony, we say this every week, the goal for our clients is to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right. Thanks, Rob. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Financial Wellness Radio after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Outlook Financial Center by visiting outlookfc.com or calling us at 937-552-9990. Welcome back to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Lori Gross from the Outlook Financial Center. And thanks again to everyone listening to us live on our podcast or streaming on Troy Community Radio, WTJN 107.1 FM. In the studio with me today is our CEO, Rob Burnett, and our co-host, Tony Shore. And this week, we're talking about market outlook and insights for August of 2018. In the first segment of the show, we were discussing recent events involving tariffs, uh, the, pen- the potential for trade wars, and the implications for trade discussions and act- uh, action in the near future. Well, thanks for that recap, Lori. And another topic I know that's getting a lot of attention is inflation and the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, which then affects inflation. I, I know we've talked a little bit about this in the past and how inflation can have a big impact on retirement income planning. So what's happening there, Lori? Well, you know, Tony, the Federal Reserve has been slowly raising interest rates, and they're expecting to increase rates two more times this year. So let's cover some uh, investment basics regarding interest rates. In the bond markets, bond prices go down in a rising interest rate market. The investment-grade bond market has been down about 1.5% year-to-date. The longer the duration or or time to maturity of the bond, the greater the price impact for a given interest rate increase. And as a result, many investors who still want bonds and and the income that they generate in the portfolio have moved to much shorter duration bonds. Uh, In the stock markets, there's there's a sweet spot for interest rates. If the rates are too low, businesses have difficulty getting access to capital to expand their businesses. If rates are too high, capital is available, but it's too expensive. So historically, that sweet spot has been that 2 to 5% range. Uh, Most people have heard the term inflation and may think about it through their own outlook and experiences when buying goods and services. And the dictionary defines inflation as a general increase in prices and a fall in purchasing value of money. The Federal Reserve has a core inflation target of 2%. Why 2% and not 1%? Well, in theory, uh, it's it's that they are worried about the possibility of deflation in a heavy or in a debt heavy economy. So setting that target at 2% breaks in a little room for them to be able to react should the market be heading towards deflation. Right. I've heard talk about deflation in the past, but uh, I really didn't understand that problem. For me and my family, prices going down usually seems like a good thing. So Rob, what am I missing? Well, generally, Tony, true deflation is a negative for the economy. Now, granted, and I'm I'm with you on this, the price of gas at the gas pump or food costs decline, this is a positive to my, my bottom line and my family budget and to many consumers because now they have extra money to spend elsewhere in the economy. 
then this works its way back into and through the economy, and it works kind of like this. True def deflation can have a severe impact on growth and stability, and it's usually seen around times of economic recession. So we want to be careful with this. So if you look at a deflationary scenario, the overall decline in asset prices forces the producers to liquidate their inventories that people no longer want to buy. So they're not making anything, they're just clearing the warehouse. And second, the consumers then start to hold more cash in reserve as more money is hoarded, less is spent, which further decreases demand. You can see where this negative spiral is going. That ripple effect in that companies then reduce their headcount, which now increases unemployment. And this cycle eventually starts to increase defaults on various loans, homes, credit cards, vehicles, student debt, which negatively impacts the banks who now are going to be loaning less. We saw some of this back in 2015. We were yeah, in a mild we deflationary environment then. So this overall process can feed on itself. And so this interconnectedness is a reason why deflation is such a bad thing. Mm, yeah, it doesn't sound good. Uh, but what does it all mean? You know, until recently, inflation has been below the Fed 2% target. Uh, there's been a slow but steady rise in inflationary pressures, but nothing alarming. Uh, inflation has consistently been below many people's expectations for some time now. And, and our view is that we will only see mild inflation within the normal range for at least the next 6 to 12 months. And we'll, we will continue to monitor the impact of inflation on the market and navigate accordingly. Rob and Lori, you've talked about a lot of things today. Recent activity on the tariffs and how that impacts uh, the markets and the economy for most of us. The Federal Reserve raising interest rates and the impact of that growing inflation. Um, the other elephant in the room today, though, is the this upcoming election. You, you said you were going to talk about that. So, Lori, uh, I know there's a, com a political component to all of the topics we cover. Uh, what should we be watching out for between now and November? Well, you know, as we've said before, markets have no problem with risk. They know how to assess risk hedge risk, and it responds to changes in the risk environment. What markets can't handle is uncertainty, and such as entering a political election where the outcome can have a dramatic policy implication that will reverberate through the market. So let's look at some of the recent analysis from Goldman Sachs. You know, Goldman sees a lot of particular risks to the market you know, if Democrats gain control of the House of Representatives or even the Senate. The possibility that drug prices will, will come under more scrutiny. The possibility that defense spending uh, gains built into the fiscal 2018 budget bill won't be sustained. Uh, the potential that financial stocks may get hit at least slightly by the wanting of the deregulatory emphasis that you know, President Trump's election heralded in the late 2016 and early last year. So uh, Goldman strategies uh, or Goldman's strategist Ben Snyder and uh, David Costin wrote, our political economists have highlighted that a dividend government would increase the likelihood of passive fiscal tightening in early 2020. They expect the boost to U.S. economic growth from tax cuts and federal spending will fade will fade by them unless Congress agrees to further spending increases, which they see as unlikely. Wow. Well, even though that tax reform bill has been passed and implemented, I know there's a lot of talk about these changes, particularly uh, if the Democrats do regain control of the House and or Senate. Uh, is tax reform still an issue then? Great question, Tony. And, and regardless which side of the aisle you uh, you work from, 
let's let's not forget about that bill passed in December 2017, because I guarantee you the politicians in D.C. haven't forgotten about it. The important thing to remember about the tax bill is that about half of it, this was the cut in the top corporate corporate tax rate to 21% from uh, 35%, which at the time was the highest in the world. That was something that the Democrats, at least in theory, were actually supportive of. President Barack Obama had proposed cutting corporate taxes too, as did the party's 2016 presidential nominee, Hillary Clinton. Here's the difference. The Republicans paired that corporate tax cut with a personal tax cut for high-end individual earners. This is at least what's being put out into the press, especially those who own closely held businesses. That would be small businesses like mine and small businesses like the folks that uh, provide 80% of the jobs in the United States. So in the minds of, of many people, that was a terrific and giant giveaway. And you combine that spending bill with the Congressional Budget Office projecting that the federal budget deficit will hit $1 trillion by 2020 and $1.3 trillion by 2022, even as the outgoing Speaker Paul Ryan calls for passing an amendment requiring each year's budget to be balanced. You know what? There, I, I just... I don't trust necessarily all the the, uh, the budget office's calculations because they usually do a zero-sum game. If the economy continues to grow, I expect some of this to be mitigated, and that's really what the whole uh, economic plan that President Trump has put out there is based on, growing the economy, growing jobs, more people working, more revenue to the Treasury. The last time it was tried in 1986 by President Reagan, it worked. You know, here's here's the easy prediction. Markets are going to see volatility over the next few months until the level of, of uncertainty goes down. After the election, it may be time to adjust your investment portfolios to prepare for the challenges and uncertainties of uh, divided government again. After two years of Republican control of both Congress and the White House, you know, while, while no one can really predict the future, good research can substantially improve the odds for success through these bumpy markets. All right. Well, a great show today. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we go? Well, Tony, I hope our Market Outlook and Insights conversation was educational and provided answers to questions our listeners are wondering about. And we'll hope they keep tuning in to hear more as we amplify this uh, over time and talking about the topics in between our market updates. So for our radio listeners today, we're going to offer our complimentary portfolio analysis, analysis review. It's personalized your situation. To get that process started, call us at 937-552-9990, or you can go to our website at outlookfc.com, click on the investment management menu, and do the online appointment request. We're here for you for the long haul, retire comfortably, and remain comfortably retired. That's our goal. All right. Sounds like a great goal. That does it for today's episode of Financial Wellness Radio. Thank you for listening to Financial Wellness Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.